What is going on, everybody? I am Greg Hellback, and my co-host, Michael Pinter, and I are bringing you another episode of the New York Real Estate Investing Show. This show is all about how to be successful in New York State, one of the best places and one of the most difficult places to do business in. And each and every week, Michael and I are going to bring awesome content to everybody who wants to learn how to do this business successfully in New York. Between the both of us, we have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deals. We've made millions of dollars and we've also made a ton of mistakes. So if you want to try your best to avoid those mistakes, definitely take a listen to this podcast. Every single week, we are going to provide actionable tactical steps on how you can be successful investing in the Empire State of New York. Stay tuned and welcome to the show. What's up, everyone? Another episode of the show here with my friend Rich Pace. He's actually visiting California, so we're doing this podcast in person. So Rich is a guy I, I became really good friends with, done a bunch of deals with, and uh, he got started a couple years ago. He'll tell his story. And uh, I think this is going to be a really good interview for new investors who want to learn how to get started and how to have success uh, relatively quickly because Rich is doing some really cool stuff now. He's got a great business he's built, and uh, we're going to dive into his journey so far and, and what he's done to... Uh, get the results he's gotten so far. So thanks for joining me, buddy. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Good to be here in sunny San Diego. Yeah, man. Well, it's all awesome to have you here. So just tell the listeners a little bit about what uh, what what kind of you did before you got into real estate, and then we'll kind of catch everyone up to speed on what you're doing right now. Yeah, man. So I uh, graduated college in 2018 up in Providence, Rhode Island. I uh, caught the real estate bug my senior year after I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like everybody. Sounds like uh, every other person on the That's shelf. That's right. Yep. It's all, it's true. I think I have it on the shelf. It's like right, yep. right over there. But anyway, that's funny. Um, so yeah, I caught the bug, started going to some meetups actually in, uh, in Providence where I was going to school, um, met some good guys there. And then once I graduated, came back home to New York in Westchester. Um, and that's kind of when I, when I got serious. So I, I, uh, started going to meetups at, at home in Westchester actually. And that's when I met, uh, our mutual friend Frank with SDF Capital, um, and uh, yeah, since then you know, I, I so I started doing some marketing back in 2018, kind of just sending out direct mail like a loose cannon. Had no idea what I was doing. You started doing this in 18, bro. I started as oh, a generous damn, term. Dude. That's but, crazy. Uh, I didn't know you were around that long. I yeah no I I started I, I had no idea what I was doing. Probably wasted a ton of money on. Uh, you know, on direct mail campaigns and not following up with leads and just kind of one off here and there, yeah. um, just expecting that a deal would fall in my, into my lap, which as we know now, doesn't happen that way. No, um, I wish it did. That would be great. I know. I wouldn't really work that hard. I would just kind of, yeah, that's right. I would just kind of wait. No, that's right. But I knew, uh, you know, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew it would work eventually. So, you know, I stuck with it. Um, and I actually didn't end up getting a deal. It took me about Nine months to get my first deal. Same here. Uh, $5,000 wholesale deal. Same here. And uh, <laughs> that I sold to Frank, actually. Uh, I did one with Dave, but yeah. Yep. Almost and, similar. Uh, Almost identical. It, you know, I, 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 still was, I still lost money based on the marketing I had spent at that point. Oh, but yeah. $5,000 at that time, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of money. Proof of concept. And yep, it, it, it basically just you know, told me that, uh, all right, this, this is legit. And I just got to figure out how to do this more consistently. Um, where did, where was the house? The house I want, it was in Orange County up in your neck of the woods. Um, I want to say it was in the Port Jervis area actually. Um, and, and you wholesale it to Frank? Wholesale it to Frank. 
for five grand. He and he probably, rehabbed it? No, nah, I think he probably resold it again. And, okay. You know, I probably could have made a whole lot more if I knew what I was doing. You but, and I could have split that down the middle and we would have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, Sorry, Frank. Anyway. <laughs> like I said, you know, it's uh, the first deal is just a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, uh, it probably wouldn't happen had I not had I not gone to that initial meetup oh, and, totally. and met Frank and, yeah, no, I'm just you know, um, so I, I would, that's probably a good tip for people just starting out would be, you know, just go out there and meet as many people as you can uh, because you just never know, you know, when they're going to come back to, to, to help dude, you out. hundred percent, bro. Um, I mean, dude, you met me online and then we ended up right, doing a podcast. Of, we have deals closing next week, this week. Yeah, I mean, dude, done, yep, like on a bunch of houses. Together. Yeah, man. So like, you never know for the listeners. Like, go out there and add value to people. Like, Rich didn't come up to me and, like, he was already doing deals, so he was already successful. But we had a phone call. He knew I was in California. He knew I was doing business here. And, you know, we started finding ways how we could work together, and we started doing deals together. And, uh, yeah, we made a bunch of money together, and we became really good friends. So if you're out there, even if you're new, if you bring deals to people who are actually experienced, you know, they're going to pick the phone call up. They're going to pick the phone up. They're not going to ignore you. If they're smart, they're not going to ignore you. And it's a really good way to really, like, for what you and I did was almost the same. Find someone like Frank, mm-hmm. who knows what they're doing, who was doing more deals than us, and find a way to get into their world. Yeah. Instead and, of trying to yep. bang your head into the Absolutely. wall and, and, and do it the wrong way. You, you make know? money, they make money. You know, even if you make less money on the first couple of deals, it really doesn't matter. I mean, nobody's getting rich on the first deal anyway. Yeah, you're not, yeah, exactly. It's so the experience it's, here, but you're after. It's priceless. Just, just yeah. to be able to get a couple of deals done and, and see how it works and you know, go through the process and meet the, the contacts, the attorneys, you know, the, the contractors, the agents, all that, all that stuff you, you can learn so quickly without having to go through it, you know, on your own. Totally, man. So let's, let's fast forward to your first yeah. actual big deal. Cause that's a pretty interesting story. This, this, when you told this to me, I, I, I could not believe that you actually pulled this off, which yeah. is insane. So just walk everyone through what you did. So, uh, let's see about a year ago, uh, we did, uh, I did my first flip, um, you know, first flip where I closed on it and, and actually did the work and, and, uh, you know, did it all myself. Um, so, well, look, you did the well, work. No, nah, I didn't do the work myself, but I, you know, I actually took the deal down. I, prior yeah. to that, I just done some wholesales. Yeah. Hadn't actually bought anything personally, yeah. just sold yeah. it off and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but it funny enough, bought this deal again from, from our friend, Frank, uh, t- from the guy who I sold my first wholesale. This guy, deal Frank to. won't go away, dude. He's like a whack-a-mole. Yeah. It, uh, I was following, you know, saw the email come through and it was right in my town and Westchester. I knew exactly where the house was. I've driven past it a million times. Um, and it came up on the wholesale list. So I reached out to him and we ended up buying the house, uh, paid him a nice wholesale fee, which was fine. You know, we got a good deal. So anyway, um, we ended up spending, so we bought the house for, uh, 380,000. That that's still cool. seems cheap for that area. And it is, like, yeah. That this, still yeah. seems like, bro, yeah. that's This is in, uh, in Larchmont, uh, Westchester County, New York. So it's a pretty expensive Probably area. Probably the most expensive area in what Yeah, most it's up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, me and my partner, uh, both, both our first time doing first flips, first real adventure into real estate. Uh, and long story short, we ended up spending just over $200,000 uh, on, this, on this rehab. Uh, we were in way over our head. We didn't, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, didn't really had no idea what to expect. We just kind of, you know, ballparked it and said, Hey, this looks okay to me. 
Um, Who'd you hire to do the, the contracting work? How so we got a, ref, a referral from uh, one of our, our friends who was who a was, um, pretty experienced flipper who had used this contract. Do I know the guy? Uh, probably not, no. Okay. No, he's a guy local to Larchmont. Okay. Uh, so he had recommended this, this contractor to us, and it was a GC. So, you know, they're, 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 we weren't subbing out the individual trades. Oh, you GC'd the thing? No, we hired the, the you hired, contract. You, you hired a GC. GC. Yeah, so he had his oh, own, wow. own okay. people, and then he would hire out plumbers, electricians. That's good and bad. Yeah. Um, so we had him doing the inside, and then we hired – we had another contractor doing all the exterior. So this other guy was doing siding, roof, windows, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so we had two different groups, you know, at the same time going on. Um, we didn't price anything out. We took the first bids we got. You know, we probably messed up on every, every possible aspect of it. Um, probably could have saved a lot of money had we known – what we were doing, but again, it just got to kind of fail forward. And we certainly did. Uh, so this was right when COVID was starting. Actually, we closed COVID was in March. So we closed in April or May of 2020. Yeah. And that's uh, scary stuff, dude. You know, so we kind of just took a chance and, and, and hoped that, you know, people were going to be coming out of the city and want to be buying in Westchester. Uh, and we kind of oh, just maybe boy. got a little lucky, but yeah. uh, anyway, so it took us about nine months, 200 grand later, uh, the market probably saved our butts on this one cause it just kept going up and up during that time. Uh, we thought we were going to be able to do the job in about three months, took nine months. Oh my and God. You just probably, sold that last year, right? Yeah. We yeah. ended up selling it for uh seven fifty. So we did okay on it, you know, for our first deal. What'd you walk away with? Uh, we walked away with about uh, 80 or so, 80 grand. Uh, That's not split, bad. Uh, you know, 40, 40, 40. Dude, years. so you picked this thing up for 380 and sold it for 780? 750. 750? Yeah. So Frank gave you a really good deal. The rehab caused it to get a little spicy. Yeah, so you know, it was interesting. Uh, when, he, when he sold, when he sent out the deal, he had his numbers. He put the ARV at 625. And we ended up selling oh, wow. it for seven fifty, which shows you kind of how the market changed during that time. Um, and again, you know, it, luck or or whatever you want to call it, but it worked out. And uh, from there, it's just kind of been, you know, kind of just took off from there. Um, that is incredible, dude. So, what was yeah. the biggest lesson you learned from doing that as a young oh, guy man. without a lot of experience taking on? I mean, that's a serious for people who don't understand. Like, this area is one of the wealthiest areas in um, in the state. Probably in, in, it's one of the wealthiest areas in the New York City suburbs. So it, this is like, and the reason I'm saying that is because buyers are picky. You're dealing with really sophisticated people. This isn't like, uh, he's not buying properties in Raleigh, North Carolina, where, you know, you're, you're, you're just dealing with regular, regular old folks. These are sophisticated people, a lot of financial people. And it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity where you can make a lot of money, but you can get stung pretty bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I'm... I wanted to highlight this because it was uh, very interesting to hear this as Rich was introducing himself to me. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, yeah. So, yeah, it was a little crazy. So what was your um, biggest takeaway from that, that experience? You, know, you ended up making money too. We did. Cool. We did okay. You know, better than we thought actually. Uh, you know, looking back, I don't know if what I know, you know, I don't know if I would have done the deal knowing what I know now. Um, so it's kind of one of those ignorance is bliss type situations. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I'm glad we did it because it got me to where we are today. Totally, bro. Uh, but had I known, I probably wouldn't like, no way, this is too much, it's too risky. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the market's going to do. Uh, you know, this rehab is too much. 
we didn't even get inspections. We didn't, you know, we, you know, made every mistake in the book, but uh, it's really just about getting started and, you know, just kind of dipping your toe in. Now, I don't know if I'd recommend doing it the way I did it and spending that much money, but, um, you know, it, again, it, it worked and lucked out and here we are, so. Dude, that's... That's a fucking cool story, man. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. No, I'm glad you know, I'm glad we did it. I really That yeah. is awesome, bro. That yeah. is awesome. All right, so let's fast forward. So you did that, you did a couple deals, so you, you, you really kinda got your your uh, your basic education in real estate. So oh, yeah. let's fast forward up to, to what you're doing today to get deals. Um, yeah. what you're doing, like like what are you what areas are you focused in, mm-hmm. first of all? So where are you buying properties? And let's actually cover where you're buying and then what strategies are you doing? Because you're yeah. you're not a one trick pony, which is cool. Yeah, so uh, 2021 did about 15 deals uh, all over New York, Connecticut, for the most part. Uh, we have That's one, impressive. One in Jersey, but That's impressive. Uh, yeah, so it's basically you know Hudson Valley area of New York, uh, Westchester, Dutchess, Rockland, Orange areas, and then Connecticut, anywhere basically all over the state of Connecticut. Um, so you know, but, so mostly it sounds like nowadays it's mostly Connecticut. Now, yeah, now we're like getting heavy into Connecticut, Connecticut. <clears throat> for sure, um, and, and that's mostly because of TV, which we can talk about, but. Um, so, so up to this point, my main marketing channel has been, has, has honestly been direct mail and Greg probably be, be, you know, because you're such a big fan of it, which is probably why I got so heavy into it. Um, it seems just to be, yeah, it just seems to be like the staple of, of, you know, where everybody starts in, in real estate is, is, uh, at least for off market deals, direct mail, it's just easy and consistent, you know? Um, so last year, direct mail, uh, SEO did a couple deals from SEO, um, didn't like spend a ton of like money SEO. and time on it. Yep, yep. I like SEO. Uh, we seem to get some more SEO leads, actually. So I think there's some competition in SEO, but there's competition in everything now. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I would say direct mail, SEO, and, and now we're getting big into TV, actually, TV commercials. So, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out in the long term. But so far, it's been pretty good for us, at least in this market. Um, and, and, you know, the, the thing is really just consistency, right, as everybody says. Um it's like when I was starting out, I'd send out a thousand letters or a thousand postcards here and there and kind of hope for the best and then not really do anything. If, if somebody didn't call me and say, hey, I want to sell right now, I was like, well, threw it away. Yeah, I just kind of threw it away. Um, but now we've obviously implemented some systems and we have a CRM so we can keep track of all our leads, um, keep track of the mail, you know, where the, where the calls are coming from, where the leads are coming from, um, you know, if they're good leads, qualified leads, unqualified leads, um, so, yeah, it's kind of where we're at today. How many of your how many of your deals are coming off right off the front or versus follow up? Yeah. this is important for new people to hear. Yeah, no, it is. More um, experienced people who have teams. It's you know I, I've probably done. Oh man, two to two to three deals in total that have that have that have come like within a day or two of the first contact. The rest, the rest, you know, ninety percent. 80, 90% come from the weeks following and, and months, actually. Uh, we're working Maybe a deal years. together right now that the first contact I had, we're closing next week. The first contact with this seller was probably nine months ago. I went out to see the house, made him an offer. He said no. Um, he basically didn't hear from the, the seller for about three to four months. And then we followed up and he called back and he said, hey, you know, I'm actually... Well, you know, I want to sell at your price. And, you know, nine months later from, from the initial offer, we ended up locking up the deal and we're going to make some money. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Um, 28 Hillcrest. But, uh, yeah, you know, had I not followed up with him, I would have said, nah, he said, no, I'm going to move on, you know. 
uh, and that was nine months later we'll close that deal yeah so the big the big takeaway for people here is you got to understand that most people calling in i mean listen rich and i do a lot of marketing so we get a lot of leads but most of the the good deals come on follow-up oh yeah i remember i had a rehab i made ninety thousand on it and dude the guy told me to go fly a kite on my first offer and he ended up calling back or i called him back and he's like hey i'll do your offer took it down and and, and made a, a fortune so if i just threw that away dude right. he was going to sell to someone else right and that changes your whole your all your, your metrics your marketing your your oh you know, your dude. financials for the year huge, i mean that changes man. everything huge huge um, huge 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 and so, you know, yeah yeah the thing is with New York too, and and in Connecticut also, it, the conversion cycle is so long. You know, from, oh even God, if somebody horrible. says I want to sell to you right now, you it's three months out before you close at least on a wholesale deal. Oh, anything doesn't anything matter. You, anything. You yeah, I've never closed in quicker than two months. I don't oh. cash doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've done my record is thirty days. That's yeah, I've done that's, that twice. That's crazy. Twice that's out crazy. of hundreds of deals. Yeah, twice. So it's it's very unusual. Um, so yeah, it, it's a long-term game. It really is. You know, it, it it's you can't just send out a couple letters and, and expect to have thirty grand in you know next week. No. It just doesn't happen that way. No. Um, but you know the good deals are all off market. So if you want the good deals, you definitely got to stay consistent. Oh yeah, you're going on the MLS. You're you're playing a game that's that's rigged against you. Yep. You're not. You're just wasting time, honestly. Yep. Listen, I, if I if I knew every hundred offers I made on the MLS, I'd hire three VAs and we'd they'd be making offers, but. The odds of that happening, especially in our market, right now, yeah, are just impossible yeah. because there's so much demand. Oh, and people know that the house people just don't understand. I think the biggest thing, yeah, that's so true. The people I don't understand, they don't get, or new investors have a tough time fit understanding that. And this is especially if you're wholesaling. If you're not buying real estate and you're assigning, you're not in real estate. You're not in real estate. Mm-hmm. You are not a real estate investor. And I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say that's the, the facts because it's true. You are a marketer. That's all you're Absolutely. doing. You're a marketer. Yep. Period. So if you want to make money, you got to get good at marketing. Yep. You got to learn Dan Absolutely. Kennedy. You got to learn Frank Kern. You got to learn direct marketing. You got to learn Perry Marshall. Um, like there's all these like books and shit that talk about like how to get good at marketing. And like if people, they, they listen to real estate trainings and they don't mm-hmm. understand that they're not in the fucking real estate mm-hmm. business. Honestly, you know, I we just came back from that mastermind with Tony uh, last week and you know, honestly, if I was starting up and, and, you know, if you can master marketing and, and master your, your, your sales funnel and get, you know, master leads coming in consistently, you don't even need to work the leads yourself. You could partner up with somebody like myself or Greg and say, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting good leads. I just want to focus on marketing. You just take, you know, you handle the rest, right? Totally. So bro. if somebody came to me with, with solid leads, I'd be more than happy to work them totally, and, and, bro. and, you know, split the profits or however you want to set it up. Totally, but, bro. Um, and that takes 80% of the business, you know, off your plate. All you have to do is totally. focus on, on marketing and bring totally. deals to somebody like you or I. We're more than happy to take them over and we have the systems and the training. We and know what cash. to say and the, the cash buy. to buy. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a great way to, to partner up with guys who are doing deals and, and for really, for very, very, you know, it doesn't take any time for you. Just, just send us the leads and, Happy to show you how to work through Dude, them. And, um, that's such good advice, man. That's such good advice. Yeah, you could probably make more money doing that way even though you're splitting the deal because you can do 10 times the amount of deals. And you don't got to worry about, you don't got to worry about yeah. dicking around. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll actually take that point further with a, an example on that. So I don't know if you knew this, but 
when I got started, I was really spinning my wheels in New York. And then mm -hmm. I said, I want to do virtual deals because and I, I thought the problems, you know, the, the, the problem that I, 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 I uh, hypothesized was actually true, but it didn't matter ultimately. The, the attorneys were fucking me up, dude, because the yeah, sales cycle yeah. and my cash cycle was shot. Mm -hmm. So I said, if these attorneys are really the problem, let me go somewhere else and see if it's easier. And mm -hmm. tr truth behold, it was easier in yeah. Texas at the time. So I started getting leads and locking up deals like a yeah. fucking animal. Yeah. But I had no way to sell them and I didn't know anyone in the market. Right. So I, I joined Investor Fuel mm -hmm. and I met this guy, Jason, super cool guy, still good friends with him today. And I said, hey bro, I met you at this mastermind last week. I have this deal. Do you, can you go lock it up? Cause she doesn't do DocuSign and we'll split this sucker. Mm -hmm. We made $18,000. And then the next week I called him and we made $30,000. 50 deals later, yeah. we made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars net personally each. Mm -hmm. And I barely ever stepped foot. In, I mean, yeah. when I'd go to Texas, I'd walk properties with them. Cause yeah. then we started closing them cash mm -hmm. and flipping them and doing all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But dude, if I didn't have Jason in Dallas, it would have been so much harder for me to, yep. to, to make the money. And listen, I was splitting those deals and people would be like, dude, why are you splitting? I'm like, bro, yeah. I never see the house. Right. You can I do 10 what times I'm, the amount. I do yeah. what I'm good at. I'm living in California now. Yep. So I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I send yeah. the money and then I just get, I get the money back. Right. It's, it's like, it was such a no brainer. And I think people have such a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. where they think like, oh, I'm splitting a deal or like, oh, I didn't get like, dude, Absolutely. there's so many deals out there and it's so much better to make money with your friends Absolutely. than to like fucking hoard fucking yeah. leads. Like, like dude, you, we, you and I get the same leads sometimes and then like, we'll just, we'll be like, hey, you working that lead on Smith Street? And yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck, uh, let's do it together. And then all yeah. of a sudden we increase our odds of getting the deal. So we've done that a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. So and, like, don't fucking think that yeah. you're like, uh, if you're new, like you have to hoard, because there's some gurus out there who still preach like competition, scarcity. Yeah. Like dude, that's such a wrong, wrong yeah. way to think about anything. Cause like, you never yeah. know like you, 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 like people don't think long term, especially, and I get why new people don't think long term because they usually have no money and they need to make money because they yeah. can't pay their electric bill. And I get it, I've been there. But if you actually try to find ways to work with your company, like, dude, well, you, me, Frank, Devin, like, we're all technically competitors, mm -hmm. but we've all made money with each other. Yeah. And it's such we're a, going on vacation. Yeah, we're all going on vacation. Together. Yeah, it's we're not, going to Florida. Know. Like, it's, it's such a cool way to think when you just actually work with people in your market and you look at them as, Absolutely. well, they are your friends and they're, you can all do more together versus Absolutely. trying to like, we sell each other deals. We mm -hmm. freaking like, you know, so it, it's, yep. it's just, it's such a better way to look at it. And then you build a community and oh, yeah, um, absolutely. you learn from each other. Right. And you're yeah. able to, you're able to just, just do more versus like, Oh, let me, let me just compete with three or four of my friends. It's yeah, like you're it's, playing it's, a zero sum yeah. game because only one win one deal, but you're going to lose five. So you know, I mean, I bought deals from Frank. I sold to Frank. I partnered with Frank. Same thing with you. Yep. I mean, yeah, yep, yep, it yep. just it's a no-brainer, especially as you get, you know, as you start getting some consistency in the business and, you know, you can create friendships with these with these guys and especially who are people who are, you know, at another level, a little bit beyond you. Yep. You know, the resources, pull the resources together and, you know, the the end, the, the potential is, is limitless, it's really. It's phenomenal, dude. So, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, network, 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 network really. Bro. I mean, that's that's ninety percent of it, honestly. Totally. So let's let's end the show with a, a case study on us doing a deal together. We're gonna talk yeah, about man. Richard Court. Which one, Richard Court? Well, your name right. is Richard, which is cool. That's right. This Do you was... own that condo complex, by the way? No, nah, one day. One, one day. day. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage here with this. So Rich and I were just telling you 
how to partner with your quote unquote competition. So I'll give you, well, I'll give you the skinny and then I'll have Richard continue it or rich. I'll call you Richard. Like you're a fucking attorney. Um, so I'm on vacation and I get a text from rich pace and he's like, Hey, are you working in 164 Richard? And I'm like, yeah, dude, like this fucking guy like won't commit to selling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's doing the same with me. So we ended up deciding to JV it. So we got this lead and I'll have you continue the story. <laughs> yeah, so I think you ended up locking it up, right? I locked it up. Yeah, so finally he committed to, to grow. We both, we made similar offers, you know, and... Um, Paul Tuzzolino, if you're listening to this, guess what, bro? We both got it. Yeah, we both got the deal. I don't think he's listening. Uh, so basically, the, you know, the situation was the guy had a condo and he had a tenant in there that was not cooperating, not paying. They were behind, I think, like 30 grand on rent or something crazy. Yeah, it was, he was big. So it was... Yeah, big. He was rented to a family, like an ex family member or something. Yeah, really hairy, really hairy situation. So Greg and I knew that going in, you know. So we basically made him the offer, assuming we're going to take it over with a non-paying tenant, and you know we're not going to get access. They weren't going to let us inside. So we basically made the offer, um, you know, assuming the worst, um, which ended up happening. Which ended up happening. We never saw it. Never got inside. uh, You know, took over the non-paying tenants. Tenants never paid us. Barely communicated with us. and so eventually, you know, we, we got, once we owned the property. How did we fund the deal, Rich? Hard money. We took on hard money. I think we each came at it. We bought it for one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Bought it for one fifteen. Uh, took hard money for a hundred, I think, hundred grand. Yep. Came out of pocket, 10 to 15 each to cover closing costs, holding costs, all that stuff, interest payments, insurance. Um, so we're into this deal for about 15K each out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought we could resell it for... 175. 60, 70, yeah, something like that. Good deal. And our plan was to go in there, uh, evict the tenant, do some renos if we had to. We had never seen it up to this point, so we didn't even know what the condition was. But we knew we were getting a good deal. So, um, great deal. Great deal. So ended up, what ended up happening was we, we got in touch with the tenant, said, hey, you know, we're the new landlords. Um, basically gave them an option to leave, gave them a cash for keys option. They didn't want anything. They had an attorney. They had an attorney. They said, speak to our attorney. So these were experienced tenants. Um, <laughs> Which so, you'll see in Rockland and Westchester. Yeah, they were, they were gainfully employed. These people were not, you know, they weren't struggling. They just didn't want to pay. So anyway, we threatened them with eviction. We're about to evict. We, I think we had a call the following day with our eviction attorney to set the eviction up. And then Greg gets a call. You can probably explain this part. Yeah, so what ended up happening, and this is where karma, I think, plays a big piece. Yeah. I saw a house the day before. And the seller was like really broke financially. Couldn't pay for a septic pump out. And I was going to buy this house, still might end up buying the house in Westchester. And I said, listen, I understand you're struggling. And I know you really, it's tough for you to make a decision right now. So I'm going to do this. And I normally don't do this. And I said, this isn't a reciprocity play. Like if I don't buy your house, like it's all good. I'm going to pay for your septic pump out because I know you have like 500 bucks in the bank. And fortunately, like I'm a big believer. Well, fortunately, I am at a point where I can afford to do this. I wouldn't have done this if I started. And I'm a big believer in paying it forward and doing good things for people with it without any expectations. So I paid for her septic pump out and it was huge because there was literally shit coming out of the ground. Like I, I stepped in the shit and I was driving back and I'm like, man, my fucking shoe oh, wow. smells like feces. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that might have been feces. I stepped in, not mud. Anyway, I get a call literally the next day. And anytime you get a call, this attorney ended up finding, because we own the property. We set up a new LLC to buy it because we didn't know if we were going to get into a lawsuit with the tenants, which we would have ended up getting into a lawsuit. So we bought it in 164 Richard LLC, I remember. 
And then I got a call from my company Velocity House Buyers website and this guy leaves a voicemail and it's like, hi, I am like something, something attorney. I'm not going to say his name. And uh, I'm like thinking, oh no, why am I getting sued? Like, do? what? I don't think I even have any properties in Velocity right now. I think I put them all in other LLCs. And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I'm going to call the guy back. I don't want to like kick the can down the road. I call this guy back and he's like really like hoppy friendly attorney, which is rare. And I'm like, hi, how can I help you? He's like, do you own 164 Richard? And I'm like, yes. He's like, I have people who want to make you an offer. And I go, what are you talking? I'm like, first of all, explain yourself. Is this a scam? Like what, like, tell me what's going on here. Cause I feel like you're going to, really you're going to, yeah, it's not for sale. Anywhere. No, it wasn't listed. The tenants in there not paying. Cause I have people, they've been dying to get a unit in here and they can't find anything. And I saw that you own it. And I'm like, I didn't even say like, I, I'm like, I, I, I just said, okay, whatever. I said one, 180 or uh, no, what did I, I told them some you crazy. First said 200. I said 200. Yeah. Yeah. Which was way more than we thought we could yeah. get for it anyway. But I figured I'd shoot for a home run. Yeah. So he's like, no, they'll do like 175, 175. I think we ended up selling for 180. Yeah. 180, 185. 185. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we negotiated a little bit and we came up. I said, listen, here's the deal, dude. You called me. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. I looked you up. You are an attorney. You're in New York City. So you're definitely a real human. You're not a robot in the Philippines trying to scam mm-hmm. me or something. So um, here's the deal. You got to have your client. And they had a buyer's agent. So we had to pay him a 2% commission, which mm-hmm. is fine, which is like nothing. So I said, here, I called Rich up and he's like, he's like, what the fuck, dude? What are you talking about? I'm it like, sounded too good to yeah, I'm about. like, listen, dude, this is what the guy fucking told me. I don't know. Like, let's just go with it and we'll see what happens. And he's like, all right, cool. He's like, just make all the decisions. I was like, all right, cool. So I end up accepting this offer and I'm like, listen, dude, you got it. And this was right around Christmas. So mm-hmm. like everyone was going to yeah. stop working for a couple weeks because of the holidays. Uh-huh. So I said, here's the deal. I said, you got to have these people make a non-contingent offer. Nope. They can't go inside. No bullshit. Huge deposit down. Mm-hmm. Like you got, they got to know exactly what they're getting into right. because I still don't believe this. And you until. laid it out all up front. There was no surprises. We didn't try to tell them, you know, everything yeah. was good. Nothing. You told them exactly what the situation was. And no, they were okay with it. They were okay with it. They accept the offer. We signed the contract right away. We actually closed in like three weeks, which is rare in New York. Mm -hmm. Somehow they got title back fast and we ended up buying this, selling it sight unseen, never saw the property. We, we made, what did we make? 30 grand or 40 grand. We made like 40 grand, I think. Like 45. We made like 45 grand net to us, split it down the middle. So 22 and a half each ended up making a fortune on this thing relative to the value in half the time. And it worked out like a bandit could have went the other way, but Here's the point of that story. Number one, do good things for people without mm-hmm. expecting shit in return. Number two, um, I, I, I would say like when you, when you have something that people want, you're always in a good position to negotiate a good price. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it comes back to finding the off-market deals, right? You know, if that, if that condo is on the market, everybody has, you know, everybody has access to it. You have no leverage. But yep. we owned it, but we had it at a good price because we bought it off-market. We had no competition. Uh, and you know, once you have a, a good deal at a good price, you know, the opportunities are endless. They're endless. If you really have a good deal, you know, there's money to be made a million different ways. Yes. Yeah. You know? So we made made a good amount of money on that. Closed it. We closed it, I think in 2021 actually. So mm-hmm. we got that on right the books. Right at the end of the year. Yeah. Right at the, right. I think December 28th or 29th, we funded yeah, it yeah. or they funded it. So yeah, that was a crazy cool JV story where mm-hmm. we, we turned uh, basically a deal that we almost wouldn't have won because we were technically working the same lead, decided mm-hmm. to partner on it, worked out in our favor. 
And uh, that was a good one. That was a good story too. And Absolutely. then we went and got a nice dinner after. Uh, we celebrated yeah. that one. And, and uh, yeah, so, so here's the, the point. Partner up with your investors in your local market. Absolutely. And you'll be able to you'll be able to make more together than what you'd make yeah. on your own. So Rich, as we wrap it up, what, what, is the, what does the future look like for you? What are you, what are you kind of doing now in 2022 yeah. from like an exit strategy perspective? Yeah, so, so last year, uh, like I said, did about 15 deals, mostly wholesales, uh, a couple flips in there, a couple uh, rentals, picked up a couple rentals as well. So this year I'm looking to uh, actually transition more to flipping. Uh, I know that's some people- God bless your soul. Yeah, some people kind of, think I'm a little crazy for that, but um, I'm trying to up the margins a little bit. So I'm trying to do about 20 to 25 deals this year, uh, mostly flips and, and mainly because I'm trying to uh, get more out of the, out of the leads that I already have coming in without doubling my marketing budget. Yep. Um, so, you know, you could wholesale a deal for 10, 15, 20 grand or possibly flip it for 30, 40, 50 grand. Uh, and it's the same lead. I'm spending the same amount of money on finding that deal that, you know, working the lead. So I'm going to try to flip more deals that, you know, deals that make sense. I'll still wholesale, um, you know, if, if we can make a good profit on a wholesale deal, uh, it's still easier and, and much more efficient to do that. But uh, I'm going to try to scale up the flipping and, and hopefully pick up a couple more rentals and, um, and, and then bring somebody on in the business, uh, somebody to, you know, make the first hire, probably an acquisition manager. Um, good idea. Give me some good tips on that. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to connect, happy to talk to anybody. Um, going to be looking to hire hopefully this year. So um, if anybody's in the New York region or, you know, Connecticut, New York, Hudson Valley, uh, happy to connect and see if we can do some business together with Greg and I. That's awesome, man. So if people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, I have an Instagram <clears throat> for the business, uh, Pace Homebuyers on Instagram, Pace Homebuyers, P-A-C-E. I'm sure you'll link it in the in the description. Yep. Um and then anybody can give me a call or text. My cell is 914-471-5145. Happy to chat with anybody, anything real estate. Um, all over the country, doesn't matter to me. Love talking real estate. Uh, I'm going to be looking to hopefully open a new market too by the end of the year. So um, if anybody has any ideas on that, happy to hear your thoughts. Perfect, dude. So check out Rich at PaceHomeBuyers.com if you want to sell him a property, if you want to connect with him. He just gave his number. What's your number again? Uh, 914-471-5145. And if someone wants to email you? Uh, yep. My email is Richie, R-I-C-H-I-E, at PaceHomeBuyers.com. Cool, dude. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I like yeah, doing these in person. Thanks for having me. A little convenient before I drop you off at the airport. Absolutely. So listen, buddy. Always a pleasure talking with you, and I, I know the listeners got a lot of value today. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg.